Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Sarah's View of Life. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. I recently just wrote a little piece on uh, Facebook. It was kind of a response to something that I wrote two or three years ago, but I just changed the wording around. But it kind of made me think that I could elaborate on this. May we all find serenity within our thoughts love emanating from our hearts, and peace residing in our very essence. Let us not forget that that there still exists a destructive virus of hate in the world. As we react to the tragic loss of life caused by individuals consumed by inner turmoil, let us unite our collective determination to prevent even a single life from being lost in any manner, whether by the hands of of police, the hands of hate mongers, the hands of of people who just think that killing is the answer. Whether it's the hands of another, due to this contagious nature of the hate virus itself, it needs to stop. Please prioritize your safety and well-being as you navigate through these challenging times. These challenging times are times of transition that we are all in. We are being shown a different way of living. We are being shown that there is a different frequency to life. Now, to many, that won't mean a thing. They know hate. They know, or they think they know love. They know me rights. And when they when they think or feel that someone is against them, they know their own fear. But they don't always know where that fear comes from. You see, where does fear come from? It comes from not knowing or suspecting something is going to happen or a fear of loss, fear of losing our lives, fear of losing our security, fear of losing our identity. And the more we fear, the more unreasonable it gets because it consumes and then it starts distorting and it starts revealing itself in a way that is very contaminating to anyone and everyone around it. See, fear is actually the enemy. And fear is ignorance. It is not knowing. Now, we can be afraid of something we know. We know a nuclear bomb is something to be very much afraid of. We know that there are certain illnesses something to be afraid of. But we know what it is. So therefore, we can step into our creativity and look to how we can combat the situation. When we don't even know what it is we're afraid of, we can't identify it, it's just fear itself, then it becomes something that builds its own hysteria and it elaborates on itself. And from there, we don't know what we're afraid of, but we become afraid of everything. 
I think if we could stop and pause, first thing we do is switch off the TV or switch off Fox News or don't follow the fear mongers that are on social media. In fact, maybe even come off social media altogether for a while. Nature always has the answers, even though nature herself has been playing up. A lot of that is to do with our interaction with Mother Nature. We have not been kind to this planet. I've said this over and over again. We have not been considerate of all that she's given us. We have become entitled little brats who feeling we should have more, more, more. And why isn't the earth providing it for us? Opportunity is always there for someone to seize. But we have to look at the moral compass of should we seize it or how should we use it? Is it going to be a detriment to the planet? Is it going to be a detriment to another human being? Yes, sure, you can make a lot of money out of it. But should you? Should you make money out of someone or something's suffering? I want you to sit with that for a moment. If what you're eating, if what you're buying, if what you're driving, if what you're using in any way has caused someone else harm, in order for you to get it, do you really want it? Does it feel the same? Somebody had to suffer to give that to you. Where's the equality of the quality of life? Why are we still so divided by poor and have-nots and rich and entitlement? I'm all for you making money, but I'm all for reseeding opportunities and possibilities for other people along the way so that they can have that opportunity to sustain a good life. What is abundance? Abundance is something that when you feel full of, now when you feel full of love, you are enriched and an abundant person. When you feel full of gratitude, you are abundant in all that the earth, people, yourself has given to you. The universe will never let us be in lack if we have a more positive, abundant attitude. The gratitude of that abundance is where the synchronicity is. Abundance comes in that form of loving vibrations. It comes in the form of our service to others. It comes in the form of feeling full of gratitude for an experience that we've had that makes us feel full. That kind of experience is something that can't be replaced. No amount of money can replace that. If you've helped somebody in any way, I watch these videos of people rescuing animals and I have such blessings for them, for them to go out of the way to rescue an animal that some people would just deem as an animal. Let me tell you, animals have more conscience than we do as human beings. They have more dignity and more respect than we do as human beings. Their fear is really based in life and death situations. And when they look at a human being, they know to be afraid because most of the time we're out to hurt them. But occasionally you get that wonderful human being who goes out of the way to save them. And that animal never forgets. Never forgets. 
It's living in an abundant life now, in gratitude that it was saved, that someone cared enough to put themselves out, out in whatever they're doing, in discomfort to save another animal. Same with human beings. I love it when I see people come together and collectively they decide that they're going to do something that's going to make a difference in someone's life. Not for the accolades. Not for the, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Just because they know they can make a difference and they may never know what difference they have made. I know these shows that I have put out, mine and the all wonderful interviews that I do. I know they have saved lives. I know they've redirected lives. I know they've provided tools and skills for people to apply in their own life. But very rarely do I get any comment on it because people are busy using those skills or they've pivoted because of a show. They're moving in that different direction. And they may even forget the source from where it came. And now we have a pussycat scratching my furniture. Stop it. We are the love we seek. But you don't just get love by demanding it. It's like you just don't overcome fear because you demand it. We have to go through the process in life. That process of letting go, of trusting, allowing, going in to truly listen. And then opening our eyes to what is really possible. Anything is possible. If you're willing to look at things from different angles. When we look at something straight on, it looks like, no, I, I can't possibly do that. That can never happen. And then somebody else looks at it from a different angle again. But what if we tried this? And then government goes, yes, and if we did that, we could do that. And then we build on those possibilities and suddenly there's an opportunity to collectively come together and create something that's going to be marvelous and so beneficial to us on this planet. We see it all the time with such innovations in technology. I know that AI is very frightening for some people, but you know, so was the internet. The internet has two sides to it has an incredible side that makes our lives easier and gives us an abundance of wonderful information and provides us such ease and be able to pay your bills online or Google something you don't know or write articles or do podcasts. So much benefit. But of course, you have the other side of it because that's always the darker side of man where you have the deep, dark web, where crime is going on, where sexual torment is going on, where deals are going on. And unfortunately, it's not the internet's fault. It's just the tool. It's how the tool is used. And we as humans, unless we are succinct with ourselves, our heart, our soul, our spirit, our mind, we will always look to... <laughs> Oh. We'd always look to having the the choice of which one we're going to feed. 
is the deep dark web and the crime, the intrigue, the everything else down there, which is going to make you a lot of money. And you don't need a conscience down there. God forbid you should have a conscience and care about the harm that you're doing to people. That side of the internet is most certainly the dark, deep dark web because it is people without a conscience. People who only care for themselves or don't care at all. The moment you look to the other side, the choice of the other side, yes, you will feel pain. Yes, you will feel discomfort. But you also know it reminds you you're alive. You also know that it reminds you that, that the joy, the accomplishments, the, the exuberance of life is worth every bit of it. You see, while you're busy trying to get comfortable in bed until you find that, ah, yeah, that's the right, right, there I am, you're a little uncomfortable. While you're trying to buy that new swimsuit, <laughs> you're going to try on a lot of them that are going to feel very uncomfortable first until you find that right one where everything fits. If we try and erase discomfort, we wouldn't understand what comfortable is. And it would take away the appreciation of something that is comfortable because we haven't gone through the process of finding that thing through discomfort. See, discomfort isn't out to get you. It's out to show you what doesn't work. So when something does work, you appreciate it more. You value it more. You use it more because you know how uncomfortable it was in getting there. Every tool in life, every tool from the beginning of life, the rock, you could use it as a weapon and hit someone over the head with it. You put a bunch of rocks together and make a fire pit. You could make it round, <laughs> make it the Flintstones car. Those innovation comes from need. And we can weaponize anything. The weaponizing of the pen, when somebody writes something horrible about something or someone, that could be very detrimental. The weaponizing of the keyboard or on the phone, when somebody on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, damn someone else. And I've known of people who've lost their children to suicide because of the cyberbullying or the bullying that went on at school that now everybody's climbed on the bandwagon and made this person who was victimized in the first place feel like awful. And a teenager isn't equipped to deal with all of that. It's the peer's thought of her or him is everything. And why do you see kids walking into schools and start shooting everyone up? Because they felt they didn't belong. They felt they were ostracized. They felt they were different. Nobody cared to understand them. And the pain that they're in is not pain they know how to use or pain they know um, how to express or pain they know how to tell anyone else. And it builds up in them to such a point that all they can think of is if I annihilate the people, I'll annihilate the pain. And that's never the case. We know that death of another does not release the pain within ourselves. That pain within ourselves has to be released by us, by letting go, by understanding what that pain is, where it came from, by giving ourselves permission to not be the victim anymore, 
to giving ourselves permission to be resilient, to be strong, to be courageous, giving ourselves permission to step into who we really are and let go of the victim. Because if you choose to be a victim all your life, you will be victimized all your life. Go to say that again. If you choose to be a victim all your life, you will be victimized all your life. Why do I say that? Because that's the vibe and the frequency you're on. That is what you will attract from other people. Why do we say hate loves hate, love loves love? Misery loves company. It's because that's the frequency in which people are on and it draws other people in that frequency. So if you don't want to be a victim anymore, then you're the one to choose that. Yes, something horrible happened to you and never should have happened to you. And it shattered your world and you will have scars and you will have red flags. But out of that, out of that, You've discovered how resilient you are, that you have an inner strength you never knew you had, that indeed you're incredibly courageous, that you survived whatever was done to you, and now you have the ability to take back the reins of your own life and paint your own canvas the way you want it to be. That is the triumph over victimization. When you no longer are the victim, and that you've taken all the suffering from that victimization and turned it into something good by becoming stronger, by becoming more purposeful, by becoming a better you. As Trevor Noah said, or as Gabo Mate said, we don't have to like the experience that we go through, but we do have to respect the person it makes us the person we become because of it. We become stronger, we become better, we become more focused on what we really do want because we know what we don't. Did we enjoy the experience of getting there? No. Would we want to happen it again? Absolutely not. But would I be the same person I am now had I not gone through it? One doesn't know that because I can tell you from 11 years of doing this, I have seen struggle, struggle and struggle and struggle for a very, very long time. But I have seen people from that struggle become that butterfly. They allow themselves to be reborn. They allow themselves to see what was done to them, to release the pain from it. It doesn't mean you're going to forget. It means that you are no longer attached to the suffering of it. People will come in and talk to me about things that were done to them. And you would think that they wouldn't be able to talk about it. But the reason why they can, because they're beyond it now. They don't have any emotion attached to it. Instead, they speak of what happened to them, but what became of them because of it. And that is your choice. So, that is what I call inner abundance. When you become who you're meant to be and you're at peace with yourself, you're in that inner calmness. That fear is not chasing you. That doubt of who are you, will anybody like you, no, no longer matters to you. You are who you are to do what you're meant to do, 
and you do it in a state of passion and conviction, and you are at peace with who you are. That is enrichment and abundance. No amount of money can match that abundance. But the more money we have, the more it will allow us to do what we are wanting to do to help others. So let's use that money like we do with the internet, like we do with the car, the computer, the phone, the everything else. It is a tool, a tool for us to do good with. It is a tool for to allow us to reach more people. It is a tool that allows us to create and bring solutions to people. What you feed is what will grow. If you go down that deep, dark web of despair, of fear, of hate, of loathing, of violence, of cruelty, of atrocities, it's very hard to come back because your soul severs from you at some point. Say, I can't go there with you. I can't go down that darkness with you. Your heart isn't engaged. And the soul speaks to the heart. Your spirit is dead. I can't speak to you. You're not open to me. But the more we come back up to the surface, and the more we're willing to feel our hearts, the more we're willing to open our spirit, the more the soul has that connection with us, that speaks to us in truth, in clarity, in peace, and the more we see the possibilities of what we can be, of who we're meant to be, and what we're meant to be doing here. So, I do wish you peace. I do wish you abundance. I do hope that you look at whatever fear and hate is out there, and you choose yourself not to go down that rabbit hole. You choose yourself to stand up for the people that are been ostracized or belittled or um, divided. I mean, why we're going backwards in certain countries, I don't know. America wants to be, you know, the land of the free. Free for whom? Free for whom? Because until every person of every color, every sexual orientation, of every economic situation is free, free to pursue, free to be, free to love, free to expand, despite what they look like, who they are, where they come from. You are not the land of the free. You've become the land of the ignorant, the opulent, and the fearful. And it's time for you to take back the united states and unite together as a one, as an American human race, despite the color or anything else. Until you do, you won't know peace. Until you do, you won't know abundance. I don't care if you are a trillionaire. The burden of being a trillionaire, of worrying about who's after your money, trying to hold on to your money, not lose it, fearful that someone's going to kill you for your money, is not a precise place I want to be in. I want enough money to do the work that I do, to live with dignity and comfort. And let money work for me, in being able to do what I am here to do. Because it is a tool. So if you're chasing money, that kind of abundance, if you're chasing 
the need to be liked. If you're chasing the numbers, how many likes? If you're chasing self-importance, you're not looking at the importance of self. Stop chasing. Stop running. Stop becoming something else to find yourself. You have been there all the time. It resides within you. Stop. Be silent. Be present. Listen to hear. And then to apply. Until next time, folks. May we all live in gratitude for the abundance that we have from this planet, from the universe, from everything that lies within us. And in that gratitude, using that abundance, may we see those opportunities for others that are still seeking this. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.